Whatever Joker's doing, it's a trap. Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell and I'll be your host, but joining me as always is actor and comedian Eden Porter. Thank you for having me, Campbell. And joining us back again this week from Escape This Podcast is Danny Siller. Still going strong. And Bill Sunderland. I'm going to rip up your skin and show it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. In the spirit of the film, I love it. Now, this is part two of our cancelled movie report about Batman vs Superman Asylum. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that first. But if you need a little reminder, here's a quick recap. Something that's very important, and it's going to come up next episode, so I want everyone to remember this, is that Warner Brothers weren't just developing one idea, they were developing a lot. And you're going to need to remember Superman Flyby, which is a script by J.J. Abrams. But in comes screenwriter Andrew Kevin Walker saying, I want to write a movie about Batman versus Superman. Yeah, what they did is they said, we like this idea, Andrew Kevin Walker. But what we're going to do is we're going to bring in someone called Akiva Goldsman, who is best known for writing Batman and Robin. Two, Two separate ends of the spectrum. We start in Metropolis. The Freedom Promenade, a giant 700-foot monument with flags from all the countries of the world surrounding. It's peaceful. Suddenly, a black armoured car crashes into the side of the promenade. He flies away with the the terrorist. And they're flying over the, the river in Metropolis when Superman is suddenly sprayed with a green kryptonite from the thug's watch. And it says, this is just the beginning. Robin is dead. Gordon, dead. Joker, dead. Lois and Clark divorced. Until one night, the perfect Elizabeth stands on the balcony laughing. Laughing grotesquely. She writhes and collapses, dead. Bruce looks and he sees a message written on the hotel wall. It says, this is the beginning of the end. Sorry. Never meant you were looking for forgiveness. You've come to the wrong place. I'll find who did this. You can't murder him. So, uh, while in a local store, Clark runs into his old flame, Lana. There is a sweet reunion, and she clearly knows that he is Superman in this movie. Terrific! So dramatic! How? How? I come prancing back from the grave, and all you can manage is a meek, monosyllabic how. (laughs) The Joker tells Batman that he'll meet sweet Elizabeth in hell soon enough, and they let Batman go. He tumbles onto the road with a thud. Batman lies on the street, beaten and shocked as the Joker, back from the dead, drives off into the night. Now, let's get back into the film. Okay, so when last we left, there was big revelations. So so the Joker is back from the dead, and we don't know why. And it turns out he is the one person who is not dead. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that he's now that they've done that though, anyone's on the cards. Jim Gordon could come back now. Robin could come back. What a third act! They all, all come, come back. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Clark is up to something in Smallville. So we now cl- uh, we now cut to Clark, and he sits in the farmhouse with Lana. Uh, the scan of the kryptonite used against him is complete and he grapples with whether he should look at the results or not because he's trying to find out what's been happening here because he's he's starting to have doubts about this whole superman persona he's saying he's back home and he's feeling human again does he really want to kind of get back into that he said he could just sit in smallville and have a regular life but lana tells him that that's not who he is 
She wonders how many people would have to die before Clark hated himself for not helping and that he hated her for letting him. So essentially, she's essentially saying, look, I know it'd be nice to come back here, but you can't be sitting around here with me because people are dying left, right and center and you could help them. And I know you can't live with that. Well, yeah, he's having a bit of a... He's having a bit of an internal trolley trolley problem that's going on here because his actions, uh, Bruce Wayne now blames his action to not let someone die as leading to Elizabeth's death. Now, the Joker sits with his goons celebrating the victory he just scored over Batman. The Joker is dead. Long live the Joker is scrawled across the wallpaper in his hideout. He thanks the Jeeves for stopping him when he tried to kill Batman. He says, as someone who has been dead before, he knows that there is no, there is more torture to be done by making Batman suffer. So he's confirming that he was dead. He was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just say, hideout? Are we talking amusement park? I was hoping that you would ask that. Yeah, underground <laughs> and sewer. I, I wanted to say, where are you picturing this? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the, uh, yeah, the abandoned amusement park. park. Uh, yeah. Oh, toy factory. It's, uh, we are in the dining room of a Victorian mansion, which oh, he acquired. I would not have got that. Yeah, but it is a very Joker thing to do. Take over the opulent place and graffiti. Oh, bit, oh, yeah. A bit punk rock. Yeah, well, Jack Nicholson destroys all that artwork. Well, it could be that. him. And, well, yeah. and it is canonically the same Joker. <laughs> Correct. That's Correct. the connection. Uh, so here he says that he knows that there's more to be done to Batman. And he wants to make him suffer. He then poisons all of the Jews and swears to make Bruce Wayne pay. So he kills off his henchmen. What? Yep. They must have been so happy when he was like, look, I'm going to unsew your mouths so you can eat and drink all this lovely food. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's so nice of you. Thanks, Joker. Thanks for finally unsewing my mouth. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that tasted a bit weird. <laughs> tasted a bit poisony. <laughs> like a little bit like poison. Which, yeah. Why haven't you had any? Think of these as single-use Jeeveses. He uses them once and he throws them out. Disposable. So, uh, <laughs> we now cut to Batman and he's in, he's in his Batcave. He's staring at the Bat computer and he's staring at an image of the Joker when someone arrives. It's the nightmare that I cannot awaken from. You should have changed the locks. What are you doing here? I'd forgotten how big this place is. A little dusty, though. I'll ask you again. No, Bruce. That's what I'm here to ask you. She drops a newspaper on the table that reads, Batman fights Joker. Midnight mayhem. Four buildings destroyed in the last two days. Fifteen criminals in the hospital. Six on the critical list. More than anyone, you should know what these freaks are capable of. They're not what scares me. <laughs> Spare me the melodrama. Computer, activate display lights. As you wish. <laughs> Don't be angry with him. You programmed him to respond to my voice. You used to like my voice, remember? Barbara walks past a series of display cases. In the first two are older Batman costumes. Next to them stands a sleek female version. I'm flattered you kept it. But it's at the last two cases where she stops. One houses the familiar yellow and green of the Robin costume. The next is the black and red of the Nightwing gear. Do you remember how happy he was to get out of those tights? This one made him look so handsome. You're right. I should have changed the locks. This is exactly what happened last time. After Dick died, how many did you almost kill? If I hadn't pulled you off Two-Face, what would you have done to him? 
You were becoming one of them. Yeah, and what should I do, Barbara? Hope the boys in blue catch him? Bruce. He murdered my wife! Yes, he did. And I am so sorry. But look at you down here. In the shadows, talking to ghosts. Plotting revenge? I know what the dark does. Inside, we both do. He's killing you too. You don't understand what it's like to lose- Don't I? What about my father? What about you? That mask doesn't give you the right to kill. You will not cut a path of blood through my city. Stay out of my way. Or what? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe this is what you want. What you've always wanted. Another excuse to hurt someone. Another call to violence to cause so much pain that you don't have to feel your own. Maybe the monster's in here. Is that all, Commissioner? Because if so, I have work to do. Stop yourself, Bruce. Before someone else has to. (sighs) What's happening to me, Alfred? Perhaps, sir, that is a question better asked of the living. Now, for the first time in in this episode, we need to check the Broodometer. Mate, uh, the Broodometer, that's... Look, it's not super broody, I don't think. I think he's... Barbara, I, I, I tell you what would have tipped it over if Barbara came in in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't even had her spine shot that's yet. True. Yeah, so that's true. So she's still walking around. She's still loving life. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's quite... It's not, it's not quite up to... Okay, pel- so, so the Broodomin is going back down. It, it's, it's, it's holding. I'm, I'm starting to notice something funny about these Batman scenes that are relatively, you know, decently normal broody. Like uh, the sewer scene was like this as well. That, we said, felt like a pretty classic Batman sort of scene. The first line of these scenes is always a little bit peculiarly out of place. Like the first one in the sewer scene was One-Eyed Charlie. The first line of this scene is, "He's the nightmare I can't handle waking from." <laughs> now that that yeah, that hits the Broodometer pretty hard. That's true. It's just like it bang. pulled down a bit from there. <laughs> they just don't quite fit with the rest of them. It's interesting. I do enjoy the line, "You will not cut a line of blood through my city." Yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good commissioner line. I love line. that. Yeah, that is a good commissioner line. <laughs> That's a good. You're right. That's both a good line yeah, yeah, and a yeah. cop line. Yeah, the, right. you, that's it's up right. there with "Give me your gun and your badge." As like, if you're a cop, there are lines you want to say. <laughs> so uh, we know where Batman is. He's still brooding. He's, he's still he's, brooding. He's, the, he's in a nightmare. He can't awaken from. But we now cut back to Smallville. So we just ping pong back ping, and forth. So uh, do they? Are we getting to the versus? They never meet. Are they getting no, to the fighting? <laughs> I'm joking. I've, I've been waiting quite a while now for them to uh, throw down. Like ships passing in the night. I did find it interesting how little meeting they did and how big of a gap there is. I don't necessarily mind it. Like, versus doesn't have to mean that they're fighting all the time. At least they've set up already. They've had, like, their moment of, like, hey, we're friends. We have differing values. This is going to cause a rift. See you later. Let's go act on those differing values for a while and we'll meet up at the end and see where we're there at. is also something interesting in that. Sorry, I don't want to derail it too much. Derail. 
But the interesting thing, we have, okay, we have to introduce Elizabeth, make her seem really cool, and then kill her off so everyone is sad. And you're doing the same thing with the friendship between Bruce and Clark. You're saying, okay, we've got to quickly introduce the idea that they're friends, and then immediately that friendship is shattered. Mm. But I guess it works a little better because they're, you know, they're pre-existing characters. Yeah, that's really speaks to the volume of the character of Elizabeth Miller is that they did make us care about her so much before they killed her off. <laughs> well, I do like that they sort of separate. The only thing that's missing is maybe like a, a Rocky-style training montage <laughs> of like like Clark yeah. in the air, uh, like Smallville, yeah. picking up things Well, and, and we stuff. did get that in the Batman vs Superman. We did get we get that one CrossFit sequence where Batman's flipping tyres. He's got the ropes. <laughs> yeah. He's got the ropes. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, we're ping-ponging between uh, Batman and Superman. And like the Batman-Superman we got is, I feel like the story they've given Superman is far less interesting than the story they've given Batman. Yeah. So we cut to Smallville and there's a huge storm heading straight for Smallville. People line, people line oh, the roads the as the rain pours. And Clark walks down the road against the traffic. People beg for his help, but he ignores them and he keeps walking. <laughs> He finds himself in Lana's front yard. She spots him from the second story window. He looks at her emotionless. The tornado in the background appears. But it's not headed for Lana's house. It's headed for the main town. Clark still stands emotionless. See, he's showing her that he can ignore like tragedy. Switch off, yeah. yeah. Finally, he bows his head in defeat. He looks back up and suddenly launches into the sky. His clothes tear off with the force. <laughs> and we now see him in full Superman gear. Uh, so he heads towards town. There's a really big, spectacular action sequence uh, where he's saving people in the town from the storm. This is glorious. Okay. <laughs> There's an old, old man farmer, old lady wife, and old man dog, I don't know, all in a car trying to drive away from the tornado. And they're screaming, oh, no, it's coming, Frank. Frank is old man name. And say, I'm trying, I'm trying to get away from it. Oh, hold me, Frank, I love you. This is the end. And then Superman picks up their car, saves them, and they go, Whoa, is this heaven? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for bringing that up, Danny. That's love a it. that's a great inclusion. That was my favorite moment of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, also, in this tornado scene. Look, Daddy, it's a bird. <laughs> oh. oh, is that a plane? We get oh. it. That's in there. It is legit in here. Oh. No variation. Classic Except Superman. for the teeny tiny words. They put it in there. This whole scene was written like we've had all our classic Batman scenes. This one was written as the, okay, we need a yeah. stock standard reckon, Superman scene. Okay, here's a, here's a one for all the Superman fans. Do you reckon when he lifts the car... It's an exact like shot of that uh, the front cover of the, the action Superman comics number, number one, one, where he's got the, the green car. Over his action comics, he's holding the car over his head as he yeah. flies. Someone came into the script after both of them had done it and gone, "No, no, we need more Superman. We need more Batman." Yeah. Just- does somebody does somebody fire a speeding bullet <laughs> and then he just runs past it? <laughs> well, Clark has now got the results of the data that he's input into the ship, and when he sees the display, he says, "No." We cut to a maximum security prison. And Superman is being walked down a hallway by a sleazy lawyer and a large prison guard. Now, the terms of my client's cooperation forbid any direct human contact. That won't be a problem. If the conditions of incarceration are to be violated, then I demand Mr. Luther's right to renegotiate certain privileges. Walk away. Well, now I must insist. I said walk away. 
I guess I don't have to tell you to be careful. Hello, Lex. I imagine you hear about this business with Batman. Why would you think that? Whenever someone acts in a way you find disagreeable, you assume I'm involved. Are you? No. Then tell me something. Almost anything. How would a terrorist get his hands on kryptonite? It was hard to come by as in the old days. More the pity. The same radiation signature as the kryptonite bomb you detonated in orbit? Well, I can hardly keep track of my toys when I'm being pulled from my playpen now, can I? You don't seem surprised. Surprised that someone wishes to harm you would seem... insincere. Who were you working with, Lex? Who has access to your materials? Now, why would I tell you when I wouldn't tell those oh-so-persuasive fellows from Metro PD? Because I'm asking you this as a personal favor. And in return... What would you like? Ten minutes with my lawyer in my cell, unsupervised. I have affairs I wish to put in order. Done. Alright then, Kal-El. But you would like what you hear. The project was called Achilles' Heel. That depiction of mine as it rather reflects a pedestrian understanding of the classics. I'm listening. Its purpose was simple. To gather and enhance kryptonite in order to make a bomb. A bomb that, when detonated orbit, would make the Earth lethal for Superman. My employers were the United States Department of Defense. You're lying. Don't insult me, Kalel. Our government wanted a kryptonite bomb. And they wanted for the day you woke up and decided it was truth, justice, and some other way. That's the real reason I'm in here, Superman. Because I tried to be rid of you before they were ready. Poor Superman. So naive. You'll never really understand us. I have nothing against you. It is your pointlistic meddling I despise. You may have pulled the others along in your tide of self-delusion. But I know what you really are. You're an alien invasion of one. You will rob us of our destiny. Destiny? To destroy each other? To terrorize and murder? Yes! And worse if need be, to march ourselves to the brink of annihilation and beyond. Or, if we are noble enough, to choose a better course. To become what we were destined to become. Creatures wrought in our own image, not in yours. Who gave you the right to be our god? This is manipulation, Lex. Yes, of course. That doesn't make it not true. Somehow you're trying to pit Batman and me against each other. No, Superman, your mere presence on this planet has done that. I have not joined Batman to slay the interloper. But if he does, how oh, I will applaud. Pity poor Grendel. He never knew he was the monster. Even as he died. Batman is the harbinger of things to come. Eventually, we will all turn against you. One day, I will see a world without Superman. One day soon. We love a villain monologue on this show. Oh my god! And you know, and they just they just dropped a fuck freaking 
They just dropped a freaking Silence of the Lambs bomb. <laughs> the old incarcerated yeah. villain that you go to for the advice. It's yeah. the classic. And classic arrogant Lex as well. Great. He, he, Great he, arrogant Lex. Isn't the Jesse Eisenberg-esque dittering fool that, that he was in the, in the later one. <laughs> I call it Facebook. <laughs> um, classic classic Superman uh, premise of, oh, actually, the government has come up with a plan yeah. to get rid of Superman. If you need. And I would like you to just, on the board... Uh, behind you there, Eden. Could you just put another mark next to "Truth, Justice, in the American Way"? Yeah, um, we, got, we got that. That's the second time Nailed in the it. in the show in the movie so far that we've heard that. Uh, now there is a note about this scene that uh, needs to be mentioned. Oh, good. Uh, in this scene, it's shown that Lex has disgusting long fingernails. Oh yes, it oh. did do that, didn't it? Yes, and it, and he's got them shaved down to a point. He's been in there for so long. He's got these really oh, long what? tendril, pointy fingernails. Now, yeah, that's gross. We cut to the Joker with a brand new batch of Jeeves's in tow. Is Jeeves's the plural? Jives? A <laughs> <laughs> couple of jives in tow. And he starts launching Joker themed zeppelins into the air over Gotham and Metropolis oh, alike. I keep wanting to I'll- see more films with zeppelins in them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a while I since there's been it. a Zeppelin over Gotham. Oh, I feel so like that's an animated series thing. Only. It's it is, yeah. It's in the. It, but he's launching Joker Zeppelins over Gotham and Metropolis alike, and from the Zeppelins fall pamphlets declaring a challenge to Batman. Joker wants a fight to the death. Meanwhile, Batman is distracted. He flies the Batcopter, another another <gasps> new, new vehicle. <laughs> the Batcopter. The Batcopter. Uh, I don't think we've seen a Batcopter since the 60s. <laughs> well, yeah, the Batman movie. Yeah. I, I would love to think it's still the same, like... Bubble. Like, yeah, <laughs> little bubble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bubble design. He's just in the little front. He's got the ladder that goes down the side when he's got the shark on his leg. He's got the shark repellent. Yeah. <laughs> so he flies... So here's the thing, because Batman was in his cave room when Barbara came, and he, yep. he's, he's plotting. So he's got a plan now. So he flies the Batcopter to an undisclosed location based off his new intel that he's gathered. And he's investigating Project Achilles, the very same that Lex was just talking about. And he's sneaking through the woods and he hears two armed guards patrolling. Now, this is one of my favorite moments of the film. Batman needs to hide himself. And I want you to guess, if you were Batman, how would you do that? Uh, So it's dark. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd um, well, he's been training, so hang upside down from a from a tree. Okay, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So disguise himself as yeah. a bat in the tree. Yeah, as yeah. a bat. As yeah. a bat. He eats but like eats pretend he's really far away. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, he's much much closer. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know how you how you hide. I, I, I want to tell you that I think even if I just let you guess for the rest of the night, you probably wouldn't have got this. Batman. This is straight from the script, by the way. Okay. This next sentence. Batman presses the bat emblem on his chest. So his entire costume does a chameleon colour change from black to a patchwork camouflage, brown, <laughs> green and grey, as he backs into the dense foliage, disappearing before our eyes. <laughs> oh, God. It's Batman camouflage. And then he gasses them. He then gasses the guards. Oh, no. He, 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 yeah, he gasses the guard. But I, <laughs> I don't get Wait. how. He presses the thing and he goes, swoop, like just kind of. This is this is George Clooney as yeah. Batman. <laughs> like, and I press the button. And I'm going to say Andrew Kevin Walker, Akiva Goldsman. Yeah, Akiva Goldsman. Yeah, correct. 
So yes, he, he gasses the guards and he breaks into the facility, which is decked out to look like a cookie factory. But on the inside, there are more guards in huge vats of water. And he knocks the guards out and he dives into one of the vats and he steals a small chew of kryptonite that's stored within the vat. And so he's clearly, he's planning something. Yeah. He escapes via the roof hatch and he's surrounded by 10 more armed guards on every side. He gives a wry smile before escaping via. If you're Batman, how would you escape this situation? Batcopter? Grapple, grappling hooks. Grappling, yeah, hook. grappling hooks straight Bat- up to the Batcopter. Zoom into it, jump in. Mm. Put but- your, get your guard repellent spray. Spray <laughs> them all. What, <laughs> what you've done there is you've leaned on two established Batman gadgets, the grappling gun and the Batcopter. But instead, he gives a wry smile before escaping via the jetpack he had concealed under his cape. What? <laughs> all right. The bat jetpack. <laughs> yes. God. Yes, he, he he shoots up with a jet with a jetpack that he had concealed under his cape. A jetpack. Yeah. Sure. You know what's funny? You I'm can't, sure that will look can't real even, good. You can't, you can't even mix it with bat because a jetpack and a bat becomes a backpack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too much like a backpack. A backpack. Yeah, yeah a backpack. A backpack doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You can't emphasize it enough to make it clear that, that it's not, it's a, not backpack. a backpack. <laughs> How do we feel about the the jetpack? I hate it. <laughs> yeah. There's yes. no way, there's no way to elegantly get away on a jetpack. Like the the grappling hook, you like keep that cool frame of your body, you shoot one hand up, it flies away. The jetpack you have to kind of go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it starts like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, if I was writing this scene, if I was writing it, I would have like we've already had scenes of him being more bat-like and hanging upside down and whatever. I wouldn't have him hanging upside down in that early scene. I'd have him like have more bats in the bat cave like that he's with. And in this yep. scene, I would have it like a classic, like he like has like a bat whistle. Yeah. And ah. all the bats go. Yep. Which is scene, something that is kind of established everyone starts going, ah. Yeah. Batman yeah and begins. then he just like goes, Oh, see you later. Uh, and he walks away. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah the, love the, it. The, That's the, way the, better. The bats, like the bat call is both in Batman year one and Batman begins. So it's an yeah. established thing. But Bill, you're yeah. forgetting how cool a jetpack is. Think of the toys you could sell with a bat jetpack. Oh, uh, that's not that's actually That is true. Bat toys yeah. aren't they don't sell so well. Put it in a happy meal. Yeah. Uh I'm just gonna check this broodometer. Yep, yeah, we're running a bit low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna cut now to a scene of Bruce visiting the grave of Elizabeth Miller. <laughs> Damn, it's like it's like yeah, we're, well, this is almost oh, uh, jetpacks and camouflage. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Go, go have him go visit his dead wife. Uh, can you dig up her corpse so she's <laughs> rotting face? We've got to make up for the jetpack fun. So Bruce is visiting the grave of Elizabeth Miller, and he drops a single white rose onto the ground on the tombstone. But it turns out that he's he's about to go off and you know fight the Joker. Yeah, he's he's paying respects to his wife one last time before he does that. But he's visited by an old friend before he does. I'm sorry. I hate being here like this. I want to be able to talk to you, tell you how sorry I am, that I changed the past if I could. Luther may be involved. Whatever Joker's doing, it's a trap. Yeah. Then don't go. Don't let. That's the key to a good trap. Bait that you crave. Bait that you have to have. And I will have him. This isn't coincidence. Attacking us both, luring you to Metropolis. We're supposed to fight. We're supposed to destroy each other. I know. Then stop. 
Don't you see? No, don't you see? It doesn't matter what I know. That this is a trap. That they want us to fight. Sometimes the villain's plans work. Sometimes the bad guys win. What if it had been Lois? I want you to stop me. He killed my wife. I can't bring her back, but I can kill him. And I think that will come naturally. If you start this, I have no other choice. I can't look the other way. I know. We were friends. Once. A lifetime ago. Now you listen to me. I am coming. Stay out of my way. Or I will kill you. Now, since we're keeping track of oh things, my God. Eden, the board behind you, just tick off one more. He murdered my wife. <laughs> very, Har- very Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. My wife, my family. <laughs> well, who's got my wife? Um, um, I would like to point out this scene has my favorite piece of uh, like direction yep. in the in the script, uh, which I just love. I uh, right after that's the key to a good trap. Bait you crave. Bait you have to have. The exact wording of the stage directions after that are uh, is such hunger in his eyes. <laughs> Second sentence for revenge. Oh, yes, I'm just love. I'm loving bait that you crave. In fact, that mate, that's going to be on Tinder profiles everywhere. Um, Eden, Eden Porter, thirty six. Bait that you crave. You just need to. You just need to change it. It's like that's the the key to a good. Thirst trap. Yeah, exactly. Thirst trap. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's a tricky line they've had to draw with that one because every movie like this has to have the, you know, it's a trap, right? Yes, I know, but. And so they needed something good to follow up. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just so much more engaging having them as friends. Yes. And then being brought to blows than having them as two. Always enemies. Always enemies from the start. It's just so much more interesting. Like that's the point of a Batman versus Superman is they are not usually verse, you know, it's not usually a versus situation. It's a, we're friends, we work together, we have the same goals. And it's like, you have to play that up. Kind of to the detriment of the one that we did get is they never established them as friends. So therefore when they fought, you didn't care. Yeah, yeah uh, that they were like, fighting. Yeah. And then when you compare that to Captain America Civil War, in which uh, Tony and Cap fight, it, there's been so many movies of them as friends that it does feel really impactful yeah. when it happens. We've actually seen that friendship. They've earned the conflict, like being like a, an yeah, inner conflict yeah. for the audience. And and even this has earned it more than the the. This has earned it more than the previous one, but it still feels a bit contrived. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting as well, they they touch on um, that he, he says like, "What if it was Lois mm-hmm. that that dies?" And that's that's exactly the what the injustice world. Yeah. that ends up happening is Lois gets killed. Yeah, um, and Batman and- goes. Bad and Batman. Well, no, no, Superman goes bad. Oh, sorry, Superman, yeah, goes, Superman bad. goes crazy and kills the Joker and yeah. it sets that whole thing in motion. That sounds like an Andrew Kevin Walker film. Yeah, that does, yeah definitely does. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, kill the wife. Yeah, I kill, love killing oh, the wife. Kill the wife. Yeah. Uh, so we now cut to the prison. A crashing chaos is heard, and the guards oh, rush. I lied about the last one being my favorite scene. <laughs> the guards rush to Lex's cell. Lex's bald figure stands over the kneeling lawyer in his suit. The guards rush Lex and tackle him against the cell wall. But wait a minute, that isn't Lex. Lex has killed his lawyer, shaved his head, and swapped clothes. So this, 
So this is this is Silence of the Lambs. Yep. So Lex sneaks up behind the guards and digs his long fingernails. Of course. Into their heads. And he tells them that free will is so interesting and that a brainstem, when precisely <laughs> lacerated, offers a rather enlightening result. The guards are now under his control. Fuck off. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can and they did. You can't do that. <laughs> it you was can't. glorious. So the guards now <laughs> escort Lex, dressed as his lawyer, out of the prison. Can you just... Are you honestly looking me in the eye and mm-hmm. telling me that this script mm-hmm. has a scene where you can grow your fingernails long enough mm-hmm. that you can stab someone in the brainstem and take them over mentally? Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> there <laughs> there, there are a couple of curious things about this one. Um, so the two things I want to note about this scene. One, we should probably say uh, Luther hypothetically takes credit for resurrecting the Joker. So, oh, yes, okay. he does. Yeah, 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 that he, makes he, sense. He does, he does mention that. Yeah, you are correct, Danny. Yeah. What? Now, the other thing, there is one line that actually really irritates me about this scene. Oh, yeah? It's when he's talking about free will as he's stabbing their brain stems. Lex Luthor says, Is free will a function of spirit or biology, nature or nurture, as it were? That's not what nature or nurture is. <laughs> <No, laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. Sounds cool, yeah, though, doesn't to, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. just wanted to point out that that one really, yeah. oh, that buried itself in my brainstem. I, I like to think that <laughs> sometimes before listening to an episode, hearing what the movie's going to be, people will make predictions about what they think is going to happen. Maybe <laughs> they make a bingo card. And if anyone got fingernail mind control, <laughs> give yourself a million points. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, this, right. this film, I was really into it, and it's just starting to. Akiva! It's, it's just starting to go off the rails well, a bit this, here. So, this is a super fascinating one, I feel, because the whole fingernail brainstem digging, that feels super dark. The using it for mind control is crazy <laughs> wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the meaning of the minds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the original script, he found a, a, a box of, of nails and he stabbed them through the back of a guard's head and killed them with, like, like stabbed their brains with a real iron nail. <laughs> and they went, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take it from nails to make them fingernails. <laughs> but instead of killing the guards, no, they're just going to be under his mind control. <laughs> Akiva! So, <laughs> is it nature or nurture, though? I don't know. Put it in the script. It's fingernails. It's fingernails. So, I, just a quick recap, because we're, we're heading toward the third act now. Batman is going to kill the Joker. Superman says he's going to stop him. Lex has escaped from prison, and we know that Lex is somehow connected to the Joker being back. And Elizabeth Miller is so dead. That so she's dead. so dead, and she's so perfect, and she's so good at being dead because she's perfect at it. <laughs> she's good at everything perfect. she does. Is there anything that she's not perfect? No, at? exactly. So, the streets are empty. Police cars patrol the streets, enforcing a curfew. A bat signal is a light in the cloudy skies. Clark looks up at it before walking down an alleyway, pulling his tie aside and opening his shirt to reveal the costume underneath. Which is weird because I'll just fly up into the sky like he did last time. Yeah, and just burst R- off. the clothes off. <laughs> yeah. The bat plane, new vehicle again. <laughs> Think of the toys! Yeah. Arrives in an empty field. It's kind of like a Jeeves, isn't it? You use it once, you throw it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Batplane arrives in an empty field near the Metropolis Monument from the start of the film, uh, in which the Bat Signal rests. Batman, now dressed in an armoured suit, enters the field 
to find a familiar face. Superman. Batman pleads with him one more time to stop, but it falls on deaf ears, and it has an exchange that I love. Superman says, I can't let you lose yourself to the very dark you spent your whole life fighting. And Batman says, don't you get it? I am the darkness. I am Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's the classics. So the two begin to fight. And we literally don't have time to go through this entire fight because it starts on page 92 and ends on page 103. Oh, there wow. is 11 Ooh. pages wow. of fight scene in this in this movie. I've got some highlights here and Danny, I'm sure you probably have some things that you want to mention. But first thing I first thing I want to mention is that Batman has weaved his suit with the kryptonite that he stole earlier. Oh. So his armored oh. suit is literally weaved with kryptonite That's making it idea. deadly That's to really Superman. Yeah. Which means he wants to hug Superman a whole lot yeah, in this yeah. fight. Come here bro, it's all good. Come here. <laughs> uh Punch, but punch. that also means, yeah, then my favorite thing about that is, well, Superman realizes, oh, no, can't let him hug me. The super Superman breath is used a lot in this fight to keep Batman away. A rarely used Superman weapon. Yeah, the breath is, is not being around. And another thing that, that I love is what, because the whole thing is Superman can't get too close to Batman in this fight. Otherwise, he's going to be weakened. So another thing that he tries is the Superman heat vision. Yeah, that's what I to, thought. To that's start a... boiling Batman in his metal suit. It's like, it. it's like cooking Great. him alive. That's amazing. Yeah. Love it. Punch, 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 punch for a bit. Superman slams Batman with like many, like like a road sign at one point. He's slamming him with, he's slamming <laughs> him with all kinds of objects. Uh, Batman at one point kidney punches Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Superman flies away up into the sky and Batman grapples on. And Superman flies Oh, further. now he's got a grappling hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now we got it. So, not his jetpack? More on that later. Yeah, not the jetpack. <laughs> More on the jetpack later. Superman flies up. Batman grapples, and uh, he's going further and further up into the sky. Batman eventually loses his grip and starts to fall. And as Batman falls towards the ground, he grapples a building and slams into this office building, destroying most of it. Superman flies up into the clouds to gain some sun to recharge. He starts heading down through the clouds towards Batman again. But Batman pulls out a bow and arrow and he shoots a kryptonite tipped arrow into the sky as Superman approaches and it embeds itself into Superman's shoulder. Superman falls and slams on the ground. He's laying there severely injured. A Batman walks up, steps on his shoulder, grabs the end of the arrow and he tears off the hilt so that Superman can't remove the embedded kryptonite end. So the kryptonite is now stuck in Superman's shoulder and essentially has like kind of rendered him weak for the remainder. Wow. Wait, wait, since when does he have a bow and arrow? Yeah, I think we can all agree that Batman is clearly a crossbow guy, right? Oh, 100%. This, this is a reference to the Dark Knight Returns in which they have the Batman-Superman yeah. fight. He's in the armor thing. But in that, Green Arrow appears and shoots a kryptonite arrow into Superman to weaken him. Yeah, but this isn't... This isn't. Yeah, but they've clearly Green tried arrow. to do that homage, but then being like, oh, we don't... We don't have Green Arrow. We don't have Green Arrow. Just give him the ball. They should have just had Green Arrow. They should have had him rock up nowhere. See you later, Ross. Green Arrow, where's your sidekick Speedy? He's dead. Everyone's dead. (laughs) (laughs) My city burned down. (laughs) That's just a a taste of the fight. The fight is very epic, but it ends with Superman being pierced with the kryptonite tip of the arrow, and he's been snapped off, so it's, it's caught in him. So Batman wins the fight. Superman lies on the ground nearly dead as Batman walks away. Batman uses the last of his jetpack fuel. <laughs> he doesn't oh, say the last of his jetpack fuel. Yeah. 
to get on top of the huge monument where he's finally come face to face with the Joker. That implies that on the jetpack there's a little full empty thing that the, it'll show a little shot of it. Oh no, it's empty. Gotta save that last yeah. little bit. So he's come face to face with the Joker on top of this huge monument. Joker. And uh, as, as they're going mono on mono, Superman drags himself to the base of the monument, still weak and still climbing, and to which he says to himself, up, up, and away, and starts climbing up the mountain. Oh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Akiva! <laughs> so Batman's rage is at its peak, and he's, he's kind of like, he's, he's given it all he's got to the Joker, and all that assault on the man responsible for the death of his wife. But as he's laying into the Joker, the Joker seems a little unfazed, and he, he starts telling some truths to Batman, some things that he might not want to hear. You know I had to kill him, your beautiful wife. You left me absolutely no choice. How else could I bring you back to me? <laughs> After all, that's what Bruce Wayne does in the face of personal tragedy. Gets all dressed up like a bat and starts looking for someone to butcher. No, killing the woman you love was the easy part. Hating her. <laughs> now that was much harder. I had to find just the right girl, bright and hungry and unburdened by morality. <laughs> oh, once I knew your true identity, it was easy to mold her into someone you love. One part beautiful. Two parts smart, a pinch of the mother you'd lost, and half of the child you never got to be. Come on, Lucy. Didn't you think she was a little too perfect? <laughs> this room is pathetic. Aren't there things you know? Little things. How do you think I knew where you were going to be on your honeymoon? More lies! Who do you think she was talking to on the beach? <laughs> Shut up! Don't you get it? She was never yours. She was always mine. I've made you something for when everything seems at its worst to show you just how much I love you. It's a surprise. <laughs> no, no, this is true. Oh, really? Look at your ring. Batman retracts his sleeve and slips off his ring. Batman turns the wedding band over in his hand. The inside is ringed with tiny engravings, all of the Joker's face. Surprise! <laughs> and they call you a detective. No, 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 no. He worked for me. Oh, everything. Except, of course, that I was going to kill her. It can be a sap to morale. <laughs> it's all the rules. Don't you see? She never loved you. <laughs> Your happiness. It was all a wonderful, practical joke. What? No fight left? That's what I thought. Almost makes me sad to say <laughs> goodbye. We love a villain monologue, and what <laughs> what truths he was dropping there. Now, Eden, you you were the freshest to this scene. 
What are your big takeaways from here? Because a lot is revealed. What do you understand this revelation to be? This is this is next level practical joking from the Joker. <laughs> this is this is established trust Which, for five years in a relationship. Is, at this point in the early two thousands, all people knew of practical jokes was punked. So this yeah, would have been a next level yeah, compared that, to Ashton he's, Kutcher. He's looking around going, where's Ashton? Where, where's Mr. Kutcher? Um, this so th- they went out for five years. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's a that is a decent joke mm. that goes <laughs> that long yeah. to that point. Man. I, it, there's I, a lot I, happening. The, the detail that he reve- he takes the ring off and etched inside the ring are little tiny engravings of the Joker's face. I, it's not even <laughs> like go with the engraving like ha 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 yeah, ha yeah, ha. Yeah. Don't have his face in there. You're gonna see that at some point. <laughs> oh aren't damn, you? that would have been too that would have been too subtle, wouldn't it? For her name instead of being Elizabeth Miller to have like. Holly Allsworth, so it's just H A over and over again. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been yes, too see, little, right? See, that's good. That wouldn't have been enough. You have to have that scene of presumably Elizabeth going, "Okay, cool. Now we're doing the engravings. This might sound a little weird, but here's what I want." Yeah, because yeah. because with Elizabeth Miller, it's just this this is the big thing. The Joker has seemingly created Elizabeth yeah, the Miller perfect woman. just to take her away the from Batman. Perfect the perfect woman. woman. So he's about to kill Batman. Batman's like given up at this point. The truth has been revealed. Even better, embedded in embedded in the middle of the floor, which Joker then picks up, is a giant axe. Oh, that's right. I like yeah, he's like axe a huge axe. Right yeah, now. a giant axe. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. This isn't your your this isn't your mum and dad's axe. This is <laughs> this is your big boy. It needs to be funny. Yeah, it needs to be funny. That's part uh-huh. of you, like when he picks it up, you're like, it's too big for you. So, so Joker's about to kill Batman with a giant axe when suddenly a chunk of granite hits the Joker. Superman has arrived, although he is still weakened. The two guards from the prison, remember them? Remember the guards under the control? With oh yeah, they controlled guards. They yeah. flank. Yeah. They flank the Joker, and I believe the G- the Jeeves are there. They are ju- They are the Jeeves. Oh now. sorry, yeah sorry, the Jeeves. Yeah yeah. Oh, they are the Jeeves. Yeah, they're Jeeves, yeah. So the, they the, have been Jeeved. They've been Jeeved, the, Jeevified. Yeah. The prison guards now as Jeeves uh, flank the, flank everyone. Uh, so Batman and Superman go back to back. Oh, yeah, the back and to back. they start fighting all three. Superman, still depowered, he fights the two guards slash uh, Jeeves, uh, who are still somewhat enhanced, uh, while Batman takes on the Joker. And Superman manages to defeat the two guards, and he comes back to find the... Batman is standing on top of the Joker's neck at the edge of the monument, impossibly high above the ground. He's choking him out. He's killing him. Now, I want everyone to get that brudometer out because, you know what? Superman is at the end of his tether at this point, and he delivers one last impassioned plea to Batman. Go ahead. This is what everyone's been trying to tell me. People have the right to choose. So be my guest. Do me one favor before you do. Before you kill him, take off the mask. Don't hide behind it. Don't pretend this is some other part of you doing this. This is your right. As a human being, your retribution. So do this as a man who's going to live with it for the rest of his life. Take off the mask. This is what you are. 
Why have I been wasting my time in this small, stupid world? Humans are murderers. Left to your own devices. What you do best is kill. So go on. Do it. Kill him. Do what comes naturally. Bruce closes his eyes. He just <clears throat> can't do it. Bruce lifts his foot. Thank you. Superman, beacon of hope, being like, fucking do it, I don't give a shit. It's the classic reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, go and do it. Come on, <laughs> I dare you. Go oh. and do it. No, I want you to do it. Now, no, come on. Maybe we've read the tone of this wrong in the recreation. Maybe it should have been like, oh, yeah, do it. Yeah, do it, go yeah, on. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> no, you know what? I actually, I really like this. The thing that, the, that it does really well is, like, the legitimate thing of, like, okay, kill him, but, like, don't be pretending that you're Batman yeah, I and, like that. and that Batman's doing the killing. Like, you are doing this. Like, you, Bruce, well, you can't turn it off afterwards and be like, well, now now Batman's done again. He should, oh, he killed someone, but I'm <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. take off your mask, face the fact that this is something that you're doing, and and I think that's, like, a legitimate kind of thing to do. Like, that, I think that's that, great. I like that. I think that's really smart. It's I, like, do it as Bruce. Don't do it as Batman. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Are we going to yeah. say Andrew Kevin Walker or Akiva Goldsman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Andrew <laughs> Kevin Walker. <laughs> no. I yeah, think yeah, it has exactly. to be original. I reckon it's original. I like it. I like it because it's also it, it would also be like uh, diverging timelines uh, sequel bait. As if Batman did do it. Well, then you've got Batman. Like Superman will say, "All right, I hate humanity now." Superman versus Dark the world. Superman. Yeah, this is the um. Like, that's that's it's a granting universe. It's sliding, sliding doors. doors. <laughs> 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 so Batman takes his foot off Joker's neck. Suddenly, a Movie voice over right. Well, yeah. suddenly a voice comes booming. Pathetic. Lex Luthor stands in a long trench coat on top of the monument now too. He tells him that he predicted that Superman and Batman might try to team up. But he's most disappointed in the Joker. He pushes the Joker off the top of the monument and the Joker falls to his death. Lex strips off his coat to reveal an exoskeleton oh, from Lex Project this. Achilles. Yes, he's got the exoskeleton. He is now super-powered and super-fast. He battles Superman and Batman, taking them both on at the same time. Now, in the script, it keeps moving between two different time perspectives. Lex's speed and normal speed, because he's going so... Oh, so he's like oh, flash he's yeah. He's going so incredibly quickly that he can take them both on at the same time, and he's fighting them, them both. Uh, it's, it's like a... The thing is... Lex has come out of absolutely kind of nowhere at the end of the script. Yeah, where it really has, hasn't he? As the, as the big guy. And he's dad. like, and I'm super powered too. And you know the other reason that he had to be here? Because he has to give the explanation of, well, wait, Superman was just shot. What's going on with that? Why is he okay to fight now when he was just crawling along the ground before? What's going on with that? So you need to have uh, Luther there to be able to say, oh, Batman, I knew that you sabotaged yourself. You didn't really kryptonite that arrow, did you? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like oh, you really? could have killed him, but you, you oh. knew secretly He's, that... Remember how uh, he uh, snapped the arrow so that it couldn't come out? Yeah, it was the hilt that was kryptonite. Oh, that was getting rid of the kryptonite. Yeah, ah. so he oh, actually what? saved him all along. i got to say, I reckon, I'm assuming this doesn't happen in the script because that would be weird. Uh I reckon Lex Luthor is one of my favourite villains to suddenly make, like, super quick. Because he's one of the few people, right? When people go super fast in a fight and time slows down for them, you want to be like, hey, 
that's not how it works. Why can he keep track of time at this kind of speed just because he's in a fast thing? Like, he should be going like, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> but, like, Lex Luthor, like, you, you could add some lines to be like, you know, I've always been able to think... Like, uh, like Robert so Downey much Jr. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a Sherlock Holmes. He's like, I've always been able to operate at such... Because he's so smart. He's a mega genius. To be like, and now finally my body can he's keep up with my up, mind. Yeah. And then he's like, bah, 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 bah. And like, it's a cool villain to do that to. Like, because he's so smart. And he'd be like, yeah, I can process fights at a, one decision every millisecond. Now I can move fast enough that that matters. It's a real, love it. real pity they wasted him in this movie. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, they're, they're battling. Did the Mr. Skeleton have long fingernails? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder if he had to cut them to tie up the exoskeleton. <laughs> he has one line that interests me in this, just because I feel like it's starting to say a little bit about the writer, which is Luther says uh, to Batman, "Your dessert," and then turns to Superman, "Dinner first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just have a real eating the eating Batman thing going on. Because yeah. the, the whole thing is there's a hunger in his eyes. For vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they all battle. Superman is slowly regaining his powers. He's still not, obviously, up to to snuff yet. So at the the end of this battle, all three topple off the monument. (gasps) Superman grabs Batman, and Lex falls faster under the weight of his new exoskeleton. But Superman still can't fly, so Batman grapples to the side of the monument, and the two sail down. And as Lex hits the ground, the suit explodes. We now cut to later on. The monument is a crime scene. Now, this is this is at the very end of the movie now. Yeah. The monument is a crime scene. Batman stands off a few metres away and Superman is around uh, helping the police when a familiar person comes to uh, to wrap everything up. No sign of him. Luther, I mean. You're a long way from home, Commissioner. Joker was my jurisdiction. Is that why you came all this way? No, not really. How is he? He'll heal. It's what you humans do. Tell him. Tell him I'm sorry. Okay, people, we've got our bad guys. Let's move out. People don't just vanish. You sure? Evil always finds a way. Evil survives. Maybe that's why we're here. Maybe so. You look like crap, by the way. <laughs> you should see the other guy. <laughs> Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you want to get a beer? Maybe a soda or something. Oh my god, what is it with you? And that is weirdly the how this movie ends. Wow. <laughs> That's such a weird last line. Do you want to get a beer? Maybe a soda. Oh, what is it with you? Dickhead. They really love saying <laughs> Clark Kent, the dickhead, doesn't drink. What a loser. Yeah. What an absolute loser. <laughs> oh, man. That is the end of Batman vs. Superman Asylum, written by Andrew Kevin Walker with revisions by Akiva Goldsman. Before we get into what happened to the project, what are your thoughts about the film itself? There was no asylum! Thank you! <laughs> Where's the asylum? Oh my god, I totally forgot about the asylum part. Why is this? What's the asylum? Oh, the asylum of my mind. Now, as I sit in my cave. In, 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 in defense to this, this project has become known as Batman vs. Superman Asylum. The speculation is that obviously when you're working on a big project, they codename it. Yep. 
So, uh, like, I think uh, the Avengers was called Team Party. Yeah. Uh, Blue, stuff like that. Blue Harvest. And the, the spec- Blue Harvest for Star Wars, yep. Yeah. Uh, the speculation was that this had always been known as Asylum when they were writing it. In fact, the title page of the script just says Asylum. And so you think that was actually a fake name? Yeah, yeah and but yeah. Uh, in, on, in in the ethos of the internet, it's become known as Batman vs Superman Asylum. Oh. But I actually think that it's a complete red herring to throw people off ah. anything. That, yeah. That's fair, and just very unfortunate that Asylum and Batman are so interlinked. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, which which like, often, no often is the kind of way with these like fake titles is they'll be roughly something that you could maybe work out. But uh, yeah, you're right. No Asylum in Batman vs Superman Asylum. Yeah, well, look in St- in Star Wars, they were moisture farmers. That is their blue. Um, is harvest. that why they had those blue, blue milk, milk creatures the in the sequel? Blue milk. The milk. The blue, blue milk, milk is the harvest. Yeah. That's it. Those clever bastards. Yeah, mate. I love this. I I know it's got a few things. I think it's got its interesting, quirky sort of jokey bits to it. But as a whole film. I think it's much more engaging well, than the Batman vs Superman. Okay, got. well, this is the metric I was yeah. going okay, to measure yes. because it, it's it's obviously not a perfect film. It's got its its problems. One of which is like <laughs> the lack of any interesting female characters at all. They yeah, try and true. make Barbara mm. interesting by making her a bit rough around the edges, but that's about so it. So they give her you know ten lines. And there's a lot of like plots that kind of don't really get going that anywhere. wrapped up. Like yeah. how did they clone the Joker? Like they did they bring yeah. him back to life? How they they just don't really ever explain a lot of it, mm. but. Is it a more interesting and compelling reason for them to fight than the yes. Batman vs Superman we got? You're going to say yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Every single aspect of that movie is better than the one that came out. <laughs> yeah, except for this could have used you just did- one CrossFit scene. <laughs> like there is, there is nothing. There is nothing in the Batman vs Superman that actually exists that you would take and let's put that in this one and make to make it better. It's just that kernel of the the reasons behind, and it's just those couple of really good moments between the two. Like like we were talking about, where he has to kill him as Bruce Wayne and not the Batman. And yeah, it's a just, good scene. Like that's just really, it's just good an understanding of the character and understanding of the reasons and how they would try and talk each other out of. Uh, so, question is, what happened to this project? Because we all agree that we think it's a better project. So why wasn't it made? So what I've got is a clip here of Akiva Goldsman kind of talking about what happened, but then we're going to really nail down because there's a really interesting reason why this project didn't go ahead. It was a time where you would sort of be able to get these stories together in script form, but they couldn't quite land in the world. Like either um, somehow, somehow the expectations of the object whether they be audience or corporate or directorial or they weren't, it wasn't landing quite in the way I think we imagined when we would put them together on the page. Okay. So that's a very diplomatic answer about what happened. Now there was a couple of things I told people last episode to keep in mind. Do you remember what they were? Uh, The producer. Yep. Lorenzo Devonaventura. who was very much behind this. Yeah. And there was another script going around. By J.J. Abrams yeah. called Superman. Oh, yes, Flyby. Flyby, yeah. Which is a film that we should probably do on this show at some point because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so so those those two but things J. are J. important. J.J. Abrams making a terrible movie? No. <laughs> this based is crazy. A, based on a beloved franchise? <laughs> He'd never. So two things happened. J.J. Abrams, he handed in his next draft of Superman Flyby while they were developing this. Uh, which was a very light, fun, family-friendly kind of a Uh-oh. movie. And the other thing that happened this same weekend is Spider-Man released in the cinemas. That's what I was going to say because oh. I thought that was 2002. And Spider-Man 
in in fact, here's a here's a here's a grab from uh, Tales from Development Hell book. It says the Studio Swift about face was based on a number of factors. Firstly, on the fifth of July, Alias creator J.J. Abrams had turned in an eighty-eight pages of his standalone Superman movie. And the second thing to happen, just as Spider-Man began its amazing assault on box office records, suggesting that light and airy and not dark and powerful were the way to go for superhero flicks. Now. Here's the thing. They had two projects that they could go with here. Sliding doors, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have Batman <laughs> versus Superman Asylum and Superman Flyby. And there's kind of a rift between Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who loves this movie, and Alan Horn, who is the head of Warner Brothers. And they both kind of want to go for one each. One wants to go for Batman versus Superman and one wants to go for Superman Flyby. So this is, again, from Tales from Development Hell book. As the studio president, Alan Horn told the New York Times... In reintroducing these characters, we wanted to do what was in the best interest of the company. Thus, in early August, Horn asked 10 senior executives representing international and domestic theatrical marketing, consumer product, and home video to read both scripts and decide which of them they think stood a better chance in a post-Spider-Man marketplace. I wanted some objectivity, Horn explains, so why not get an opinion or two? At the meeting, de Bonaventura argued in favour of Batman vs Superman, while the others, however, felt that Abrams' three-part Superman story had a better long-term prospect for toys, DVDs, and ancillary oh. sales. Oh, bloody merchandise. And then, the jetpack didn't do it yeah. for them. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, even if the majority had voted for the Batman vs Superman script, Horn had the casting vote. Yeah. He said... I said I wanted to do Superman, he told the New York Times. And at the end of the day, it's my job to decide what movie we make. So the thing is... And therefore... <laughs> the thing is, they had two choices, a light, airy Superman movie and a dark, brooding Superman-Batman movie. And they were like, oh, but Spider-Man's doing really well. Let's just do that. And Alan Horn essentially decided, look, that one's going to sell better with toys. That's going to sell better with DVDs. We're going to go the light and the fair. And you'll recognize Superman Flyby as having never been made. So. Yeah, because I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. they didn't no, make what even things. Yeah. Yeah. And the ah. thing is, do you want to know how bad this got between Alan Horn and Lorenzo Devonaventura? Mm-hmm. Is days later on September 4th after this meeting, its greatest champion, Lorenzo Devonaventura, quit his quit. job yes. after 12 years at the studio. Yeah. This oh, decision wow. was so unpopular Brutal. that Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who produced like uh, the Matrix movies, he produced the Ooh. Harry Potter movie. He's like a big Ooh. Warner Brothers guy. Quit Warner Brothers because of this decision. Oh. Wow. Uh, there's a couple of last little things I want to bring up. One is the screenwriter David S. Goya, the same man that wrote uh, Green Arrow yeah, Escape from Supermax Prison, which yeah. we've covered on this show. He was quoted at the time as saying, Batman vs. Superman is where you go when you admit that you've run out of ideas with those characters. The only reason oh. I want to point out that quote is David Escoya went on to write Batman vs. Superman. Superman yeah. Yeah. Just the same scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I love, I love the arrogance yeah. of that. So the one last thing I want to note is this film does somewhat live on in some very small incarnation in the movie I Am Legend, which is written by Kiva Goldsmith. Uh, and there's a scene in which Will Smith is in the abandoned Times Square. He's hunting. Oh, yeah. And up on the billboard is a poster for Batman vs. Superman <gasps> with the release date that this film was supposed to have had. No! So yeah. Akiva Goldsman put in a little reference to his own little movie that never got off the ground in Aww. I Am Legend. That's so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that is the end of the cancelled movie report for Batman vs Superman Asylum. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love it if you would subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. It really does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could give us a five-star rating or most importantly of all, just tell a friend. We are completely independent here at Cancelled Movie Report, so your support means the world to us. And hey, what did you think of the movie? And did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all of the socials. A huge thank you to Danny and Bill from Escape This Podcast for joining us on this cancelled movie report. You should definitely check out their podcast. It is a mix between tabletop role-playing games and escape room puzzles. And if you like the theater of the mind aspect of this show, you're going to love their show too. Secondary credit to Bill for doing an amazing job voicing the Joker in this movie. And hey, maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out the form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the cancelled movie report treatment. I am Michael Campbell. I've hosted and edited this episode and Eden Porter was my co-host too. And we both produced the show. A big thank you to our amazing voice cast, all of which you'll find listed in the episode notes. And make sure you join us next week for the final movie in season two that we're going to be covering. It's a biggie. We're covering Star Wars, episode nine, Jewel of the Fates. That's right. And it's so exciting. But if you can't wait, here's a little sneak peek. If Kylo reaches the temple, all we fought for will be lost. You have to confront him. You want me to kill Leia's son? The Force guides us toward balance. It doesn't always show us what we want to see. <laughs> Balance. Dark suffocates the light. Light extinguishes dark over and over. How is that balance? But until then, take care.